We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Good morning. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church. Not not much longer though. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Not much longer, Youngblood. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Youngblood just had a birthday. Yep, yep, yep. So congratulations. <laughs> well, I kind of sort of had a birthday. Because yeah. uh, I am a leap year baby, so this year technically I did not have a birthday. Nope, they skipped right over it, didn't they? That's right. They leapt right over it. So, yeah, February 29th is my birthday, so usually I, I try to celebrate. Well, that's what everyone ever asks. When do you celebrate them yeah, when there's not yeah. a 29th? And uh, I usually say, well, as much as I can. So, <laughs> so usually the 28th, you know, it's still in February. It's a day earlier, so that's what I usually shoot for. And, and you know what's ironic? So they skipped your birthday and actually... They, the whole nation took the day off for my birthday on the 18th. Look at that. The banks were closed. The government was closed. I thought, wow, that's kind of a neat tribute. Not bad. You have arrived. Yeah. Well, I, I did turn 66, <laughs> so I'm now eligible for a full amount of Social Security. So maybe that's why they made note of that my birthday this year. <laughs> Congratulations, Pastor John. <laughs> that's great. Well, I'm turning nine and three-fourths myself. <laughs> That's right. So we can still call you young blood. Then. That's right. See, you know, that's what I'm wondering. So my wife said, "Well, when you know, when are you not going to be young blood anymore? When does that nickname wear off?" But you know, since the the leap year thing, you yeah, know, it's, nine it's and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. It's still young, right? <laughs> At least for another so. forty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next year is the new uh, is the uh, the one zero a big landmark that's right, anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Well, in forty years, you'd still just be what? You'd just be twenty. Twenty? Not bad. Yeah, so not you'd bad. still be young blood. So it wasn't a appropriate nickname perfect <laughs> so by the way uh yeah. serving at ascension lutheran in st louis oh that's right and uh and, and here and with John me of Lukowski, course is, yes <laughs> whose birthday was the 18th of february <laughs> uh and i am at st paul lutheran in uh, new athens illinois in trinity in darmstown illinois for a few more months i'm uh yeah looking forward to retirement although people are asking me no the intent is we will continue to do this show if, yes. if you're willing to do it well that's the plan yeah, yeah. i mean it, i it's going to be at a distance though yeah yep. but that's all right i think it'll work because Part-time, you're going to be up in uh, the Minnesota. great state of Minnesota, yep. right? And then part-time back down here, down south, and living in New Athens still, right? Yep. So so, okay, so some of it will be just like it is now, but there might be some episodes where you'll be down here in the 100-degree temperature, and I'll be up there in the 70s, and we'll be talking over the phone. Yeah, don't rub it in. <laughs> Maybe I just need to come up to Minnesota. We can do well, it live. Well, you can do that. Forget St. Louis. Yeah. Let's do it live well, in Minnesota. Well, you're coming up to Minnesota, aren't you, for the youth gathering? For the gathering? youth gathering, yeah. Well, that'll be great. We'll, we'll just, stop by. We'll, we'll just we'll crank just out it. about two dozen episodes while, while you're up there. Up there. <laughs> All right, so the the Lord is taking care of us. It's all working. Out. <laughs> One way or another, yeah, yeah. we will provide you with. Well, seriously, with the basics. what are you going to be up there? When, when is the youth? Gathering? We are going to be up there in uh, July, mid July. Oh, that's yeah, I have cool. To double check on the exact dates, but okay. uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So uh, 
big deal. Uh, the whole CMS gathering together uh, for the National Youth Gathering once every three years in Minneapolis, this time for the very first yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, some of the events taking in place. In the big Viking yes. Stadium. And, oh, that is a neat facility. Yeah, yeah. Boy, boy, you, you people up in Minnesota know how to do it, John. <laughs> <laughs> but right. it's a the bill it's in a, a billion dollar stadium uh and it's a, it is beautiful boy they did a great job with that so yep. yeah very exciting that's where we're that's where we're buying we're we're, we're living at the stadium at the stadium there <laughs> yeah, might they, be room for that they have little <laughs> nice. condos built in the stadium and we're buying How thoughtful one. <laughs> a nice little suite of rooms <laughs> yeah. that's great well i will come visit you john come visit me there but we'll be right there you yeah. can just come by the house while you're at the youth gathering Perfect. <laughs> on game days the traffic's probably awful for you guys getting in and out of that place well, you know it's one of the things it's one of the disadvantages <laughs> hey we better get where's hit the button yeah, where's it yeah. at where's it at there it's up there somewhere is it there anyone? Right, no time for foolishness. There we go. We got, we got two Charlie Browns <laughs> going. So, so it is uh, Transfiguration Sunday, right? Isn't that what you guys are celebrating yes, tomorrow? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, it is. So Transfiguration. It's a big Sunday of the church here. Yep. The the last Sunday of the season of Epiphany to be Lent will be this Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. That's right. Uh, now, of course, I'm a one year guy this year, and so we've done already done Transfiguration, but that's okay. Most everyone else will be doing it, uh, and we talked a little bit about it last week. And what I'd like to do now is uh, uh, talk about Peter's. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, we have three accounts, right? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Yes. None of them were there. <laughs> they Isn't they didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they're the ones recording it. They, yeah. they record But now we actually have a comment from an eyewitness, from one of the guys that was actually there on the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, the inner circle. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 16, if you want to okay. take it up for there. I think that's, I'm glad we're doing this because this is not something that I usually think of as a Transfiguration text. You know, I go right to the Gospels, yeah. but yeah. this, in many ways, just as much a Transfiguration text. Well, and, and as just a little teaser, I understand there's like an Old Testament text, too, that might relate to the Transfiguration that we're going to talk about next there week. There just might be, there John. There just might yeah. be. Okay. Thanks for the, the look <laughs> for next time. All right. What do we got here, Matt? <laughs> okay, what, what do we, do we have? We have got Second Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Uh, Peter's writing here, and he says, For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. So here's the thing that, that caught my eye right away. This cleverly devised myths, uh, because it reminds us, Matt, that there are cleverly devised myths. There are, right? Sure. Uh, the Greeks. Didn't you have to study that Greek mythology Oh, yeah, in school? yeah, you bet. Yep. Uh, so uh, what? Is, is Ulysses, is he a Greek or is he Roman? I can't remember. Yeah, I think he's Greek. Uh, is yeah. he Greek? Okay, because well, you got Roman. You got yep. Roman myths, too. And then they have different names for all these gods, Greek names and Roman names. It, yeah. yeah, that's right, because you got... Uh, um... The planets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know the names of the planets. <laughs> then you know some of the names of the gods. <laughs> I think, surely I would know some of the names of the gods, but right now they're all... <laughs> Gone out of my mind. Uh, well, and, and you know, you, you've got uh, uh, like Artemis and Thor. Oh, and there all these you go. Yeah, and yeah. Zeus. Zeus. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah. Zeus. Yeah. Uh, and 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 interesting. The Jews have their myths too. Uh, um, uh, well, you and I took that class. Did we take that class together? Or Jewish myth, <laughs> yeah, the Jewish, Jewish myths one on one. Well, but no, the, the thing about the the Mish, Mishpah or something like that, I can't remember again. I'm an old man. I turned sixty six. Don't, don't expect it's me to remember same. everything. Poor John. Uh, uh, 
Okay. <laughs> I guess we're all right. I was just looking at the recorder there. We got a little yellow message out there. I think we're okay. Okay. I think we're all right. Uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, so, so it wasn't enough that they had these beautiful stories of the Old Testament. They had to make up stories, too, that, that kind of, you know, fill in the gaps of yeah. what the Bible doesn't tell. Yeah. Uh, the and Muslims, of course, have all sure. kinds of myths. Uh, uh, same thing with the uh, uh, Mormons. You know, everybody's got cleverly devised myths. Christians have cleverly devised myths, don't we? We do. Yeah, well, think about it. Uh, the uh, uh, Gospel of Mary and the Gospel of Thomas. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and yeah, all yeah, these. yeah, sure. Uh, uh, and in fact, you just wait. I bet you any anything that in the next month or so, some magazine, some article, it'll be on the internet because they love to bring up like the... It's that time of year, isn't the it? The pseudopigraph for these false gospels and how the church suppressed them. And of course, the church did suppress them because they were cleverly devised myths. And everyone recognized that. They were written like 300 years after uh, Jesus lived. Did you hear the one about where Jesus jumps off the roof of his house? And, of course, he lands, you know, softly on the earth because he's Jesus. Jesus. But then his friend tries to pull the same thing and his friend dies. (laughs) Oh, Oh, but good old Jesus. Jesus brings him back to the dead. Oh, God, good thing he's... That's why you want to be buddies with Jesus. Or Jesus is making, you know, like kids do, he's making a mud pie. He makes like a a, a dove. I heard about that one, yeah. Yeah, and then it it takes off and flies. So, yeah, everyone has cleverly devised myths. But what does Peter say about what he's writing? He says... Uh, we did not follow these cleverly devised myths. Yeah, but we yeah. may know to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. So this is real. He said, "I'm yes. an eyewitness. This is not something I made up." And and uh, what impressed me about that, Matt, is it it shows you what the Bible is. Yes. Now a lot of people in the world want to dismiss the Bible as a bunch of myths, don't they? Sure. Now they're good myths. We're not saying that. Yeah, they're good. You can learn some moral lessons from them. But but it occurred to me that's the one thing you can't say about the Bible. Uh, the Bible is either a pack of lies, because would you not agree with me if someone says, oh, oh, this is the truth now, this is actually happening, and it isn't. I mean, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, you never see Odysseus do that. He he acknowledges everything that is, is a myth. He doesn't say, oh, yeah, no, no, no. All the other myths admit that. But if this guy is telling it, no, that's a lie. That's what it is. It's a lie. Or it is exactly what he says it is. Yep. This is actual events that were witnessed by these men, and they have written them down for us. But this idea that the Bible can have some middle ground, it can be just a collection of nice stories, no. No, that, that would that's not what the Bible claims to be. That's right. Yeah, but yet people have done that so often oh, down the years, haven't they? Oh, boy, time and time again. And I think of uh, Thomas Jefferson. Have you ever seen the oh, Jefferson Bible? Oh, no, I haven't Bible? seen that. No, no, so no. I, I don't think he ever meant for it to be published. He made it more for himself. Is that right? For his own personal use. But but that's exactly what he does. He takes out anything that seems like, oh, that's just, that's just too good to be true. Yeah. That's that's too hard to believe. So he cuts out all the miraculous things, especially in the right? Gospels. And so you're left with, like you said, just basically moral teachings, moral the, the teaching. words of Jesus, which are wonderful words. But everything's taken out. All the miracles that Jesus performs. Everything that points to him as as being something more than a man, yeah. Uh, and you know the dangerous part, of course, is taking out the resurrection itself. And if you don't have that, well, you don't have much. You just have a bunch of well, well te- just some nice teachings. Nice teachings, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, boy, always that temptation to have some kind of middle ground. But no, you're right. Either it's either it's the word of God and Jesus did die and rise, or, or it's not.
Yeah, so so we we thank Peter for that. Yeah. This this is not a, a cleverly devised myth. No, that no, that's the one thing you cannot say about the Bible. You could call it a pack of lies if you want, and and maybe it is. Maybe it's the greatest con that has ever been pulled off in the history of the world. Although here's my thought about that. You do realize that Peter is going to die for this con. Yeah, I know. It's, are yeah. you willing to die for a, something you know is false? Yeah. For a con job? Uh, I don't yeah. think. See, that's to me, that's the problem. Because I know cons, and cons are pretty good, and they'll stick to their lie, but I don't know any con that's willing to die mm-hmm. for his lie. But these men were. That's right. Peter himself. So now here's the other thing. So it's not a cleverly devised myth, but what does Peter tell us it actually is? What's He's, he call himself? Yeah. Uh, eyewitness account. Right. Eyewitnesses of his majesty. Yep. So this is something we actually saw. And what I really like here is here in the English, it just says, uh, we were eyewitnesses. But I, I was surprised in the Greek, it isn't the simple word a me. It isn't the simple word is or are. It's the word genomai from which we get uh, uh, birth. Genesis comes from genomai. Uh, Jesus says you must be born from above. Again, it's genomai. Although I don't want to overpress that, Matt, because genomai can simply mean something that happened, something that came to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think it's significant here in terms of Peter's language, because I believe Peter is trying to remind us he's not an eyewitness by accident, right? It isn't that he just happened to, well, you know, uh, he was always with Jesus, and so every time he went with Jesus, he saw all these things. Well, no, that's not the case, because sad to say, he's not always with Jesus. When he should be, he's not always with Jesus. True. Uh, this is not a, 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 the result of his choice, Right. It wasn't like Peter said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a good witness to Jesus. But I think he's alluding to the fact that he's a witness by Jesus' choice, right? Yeah. yeah. Because not everyone else gets to go there, just Peter, James, and John. So I think there's a little bit of confession in that, that, yeah, I'm an eyewitness, but but not by accident and not because I wanted it, but it's what the Lord Jesus wanted it. Mm-hmm. But now here's my question to you. Why? Why would Jesus choose Peter to be one of the eyewitnesses? I know he, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Hot-headed Peter acts before he thinks so often, yeah. but yet Jesus still invites him to come. Peter, James, and John, come up the mountain. But well, think of the stories that bookends this story of the transfiguration. Jesus comes and says, oh, I'm going to suffer and die. And what does Peter say? Well, surely not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't do this. He tries to get in the way of Jesus. Yeah, aggravates Jesus so much he says, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. And after this story, Peter says, oh, Lord, I'll go to prison. I'll die with you. And, of course, he ends up denying the Lord three times. That's right. So why would you choose this guy? And I think even during the transfiguration itself, Peter doesn't even know what he's saying. He says, well, let us, uh," he kind of interrupts the things. And, well, let's let's put up some shelters, uh, one one for you and one for Moses, one for Elijah. So even during the event itself, Peter doesn't know what's going on. But see, to me, that's what's really great about this text, because it reminds us that the people Jesus chooses, he doesn't choose because they deserve it or that they're worthy of it. But if he chooses people to give them honor, it's because he just loves and cares for them and, and, and he figures they need it. Yeah. So that's a great thing to know. You haven't come to a God who's going to reward you on the basis of how much you deserve, but rather a God who just wants everything to work together for your good. And I think he saw, yeah, you really need this vision. You're going to need it, Peter, more than the others, precisely because of your weaknesses and your failings. Yeah. And I think it's a, a comfort and encouragement to weak people like yeah. us that we too have been witnesses through the word of all that Jesus yeah. has done. 
his miracles, his teaching, his dying, his rising. And now we just simply bear witness to what we've seen, what we've heard with those eyes and ears of faith. Uh, so if, if Peter can bear witness, there's hope for us that we can bear witness too. And the fact that you and I are doing this show and the fact of the people that are hearing this, that this is all just uh, the choice of God's grace, it's such a wonderful thing, especially when we're maybe not feeling like we are worthy and deserving. I want to take just another little tack here real quick, uh, and maybe I'm going beyond what we can truly say from Scripture, but don't you think this picture of the transfiguration, uh, Jesus uh, surrounded by Moses and uh, uh, Elijah, um, I, don't you think that's kind of a picture of what heaven's going to be like? Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, it's to think about that, to be in the presence of of those people of faith that, that we read in the scriptures, for, to be in them, among them, able to speak with them. That's incredible. Incredible. Well, and people ask me all the time, will I recognize my loved ones yeah, in heaven? Yeah, I get that too. And I'm thinking, well, I, I can't say for sure, but this would seem to indicate, because, you know, they knew it was David. They knew it was Moses. I, do you think they had little name tags? And, I, hello, my name yeah, is yeah, yeah. Moses. Uh, but so I think that kind of says, well, well, and of course, the Bible teaches that we will have a body like into his glorious body. So why wouldn't we be able to recognize mm-hmm, people? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I think is cool is even though, like you said, that Peter was a little bit messed up. But it still was a great place to be, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's good, Lord, to be here. You know, he yeah. wants it to last a little longer, of course. Yeah, the only problem is he wants to build tents. And, of course, heaven isn't a place of tents. It's a place of mansions, yeah. right? Yeah. Tents you pack up and put away. Mansions it's you, you permanent. stay around. I, and then the other thought I had is I think this is pretty much how heaven's going to be like. Jesus will be the center. He'll be the focus of everything we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll love our neighbors. That's what we'll do. Just kind of what we're supposed to be doing here. Jesus is the center. We worship, we pray to him, uh, and then we just take care and love of the people around us. So I think that's probably what heaven will be like. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a little glimpse of heaven. I think uh, you're right. And and I don't see why we wouldn't know each other. I mean, I will still be Matt. You will still yeah, be John. We're yeah. still the people that God created us to be. Now, these glorified bodies, however they're going to look, I don't know. We'll find out. But it's yet still this body that's been raised from the dead. Uh, so, yeah, why not? Yeah, because people ask me that, what what will we look like? And I say, well, look at people's pictures. And you can take their photos from when they were in grade school and their photos in high school and their photos in college. And then, like I look now, I know, I I look incredibly old. You don't have to, I look in the mirror, who is that old guy? Where did he come from? (laughs) I I don't want to say anything, John, but... Uh, but but at least I still have hair. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Okay. Ouch. Anyway, anyway, you still know who that person is. It, it, no, the photos are all different <laughs> and the ages are all different. You still recognize who they are. So whatever that is, that's the way we'll be. Uh, all right. Where were we at? Let's, let's read more of this I don't text. know. I'm still still smarting from your, your hair comment. And on here. your birthday week, too. Sheesh. I'm sorry. Boy, I thought pastors were supposed to be nice. <laughs> Uh, all right. We're, we're, keep on Verse 17. Yeah. Uh, for when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was born to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. So so uh, just just real quick here, the language, isn't that strange? This is my beloved, oh, uh, where is it? Uh, and the voice was born uh, to him by the majestic glory. And again, the very voice born from heaven. Uh, uh, and that's actually what the Greek says. It's the word to carry, to, to bear something. Uh, could, do you think I'm being heretical if I'm thinking maybe that's the Holy Spirit here? 
You think? Okay. So, so you got the father. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's talking. The glory this is my beloved son. From we the got father. Jesus. Sure, clearly. And so the, the, the one who bears this, the bears the voice, could that be the Holy Spirit? Yeah, perhaps so. I mean, it's pretty clear that it's the father speaking, my beloved son, yeah, right? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, actually bearing, delivering that, I suppose. You know, I think sometimes we just, boy, when it comes to the Trinity, it's it's a mystery, and we just have to, to admit that. Uh, but certainly, yeah, maybe we're getting a glimpse of the Trinity at work here. I think back to when do we hear these yep. same words? We hear Jesus' oh, yeah. baptism, the right? Baptism. And there's clearly the Trinity, right? Uh, because you have the voice, you have the, the, the spirit in the form of a dove. You have Jesus obviously being baptized, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, here, the Spirit's certainly present, I would imagine. Yeah. So, so, so maybe that's too much, but it is strange that he uses that language, the mm-hmm. voice born from heaven. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, that'll come up in just a moment, though. Okay. So okay. let's finish okay. up here so we get this done before okay. the end of the episode. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have something more sure, a prophetic word, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. All right, let's just stop there, because this is what really impressed me about this text. So he had this wonderful vision, right? Yes. And what does Peter tell us what's even more sure? Even more sure is the prophetic word. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like, don't envy me. Don't envy me. I got a vision. I was one of the handful. Not everybody gets a vision. Yeah. But trust me, the vision, What's not? it's not what's important. It's the prophetic word. That's the light. That's what you mm-hmm. need to hold mm-hmm. on to. Uh, like a lamp yeah. shining in a dark place. Pay attention to it. And I just thought, that's so cool. It's like Peter saying to you and me and to all of our listeners, maybe you don't get a vision. Uh, people want a vision. They want some kind of sign. Well, sometimes people get that. I'm not denying that. But no, no, no. Even if you got a vision, the thing that's really more sure and more important is just what Matt and I are sharing with you now, this holy inspired, not cleverly devised myth, but eyewitness accounts, this this word of of, uh, of God, the word yeah. of the Holy Spirit. I think these are fantastic words for someone who if only if says, if only God would speak to me, if only God would oh, just give yes. me a message from yes. heaven, right? A voice from heaven would yeah. speak to me. But here, now, the, the, this prophetic word, the words of the scriptures, even more sure. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, they both have the same source. The voice from heaven, that's coming from God, yeah. Father, Holy Spirit, okay? The, the words of scripture, they're from God, too. Not covered divide myths from you or I or Peter, but from God. And the problem with visions, Matt, is they're all over the place. So one moment we're seeing Jesus Christ glorified between Moses and Elijah, and the next minute we're seeing the vision of Jesus mm-hmm. crucified between two thieves. One minute we're seeing Jesus uh, raised from the grave, showing us his hands, uh, uh, the wounds in his hands and his his side. The next moment we're seeing him ascending into heaven. Where is he going? What's going to happen now? Whereas the word is always the same, isn't it? Whenever you go to the Lord's Supper, it's always the same word, isn't it? My body, my blood, given it shed for you for the forgiveness of sins when you go to the holy scripture again it's always the same it's always the same promise it, it never changes yeah it's so, surety i like that you're yeah. more sure We're, we can be sure of it it doesn't change yeah. visions you're, you're never quite well like you said peter didn't quite understand what this vision was about but the word no that's plain and simple in fact read the last verse here before we close up for today yeah uh knowing this first of all that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, 
but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And, and what's interesting, Matt, it's the same word we had before about bearing, Bear. being born. <laughs> no. so, so the Holy Spirit at work. Yeah, so it literally says, uh, no prophecy was ever born by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were born along by the Holy Spirit. So that's the great thing. What we've shared with you here doesn't come from Matt and John. Thank God for that. Uh, right. <laughs> but it does come, does come from the Holy Spirit. And it's something you can be confident in, all the promises that come from Scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a beautiful promise. Whether in worship, whether here on the radio, whether our own reading of God's Word, it's the Word of the Lord. Yeah. No cleverly devised myths, but, but a sure word. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for thanks you for the insights from and, and uh, the next Transfiguration. Week, an Old Testament lesson an about old, the Transfiguration. An old te- yeah. See, you, you think Transfiguration, New Testament, but wait, we're gonna start back in the Ooh. old. Yeah. Like maybe it's the same author, huh? It could be that same spirit at work, right? Yeah. <laughs> so join us next week here on Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics.